Howdy. We got some juicy stuff to talk about tonight. We already had one juicy conversation. (laughs) Now we have a juicy public conversation to have. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. So we didn't record last week because my parents were in town. And so we just did our normal like, okay, well, let's like, we'll just double up and record like one long episode next week. But I don't think you or I realized like, it ended up being like 60 pages, which is like a lot more than we usually talk about. And not only was it 60 pages, (laughs) but it was like, there was character development for every single person. Like there was so much. were thick with like three C's. Yeah, like thick, like emotionally, not just yeah, like yeah, page yeah. count. Yeah. yeah. So we read from nine a.m. nine p.m. <laughs> nine p.m. Look, I don't. My a.m.s and p.m.s are messed up now. Yeah. Like you could have yeah. said whatever. <laughs> nine p.m. to one a.m. Okay. First of all, before we get any further, welcome back to another episode <laughs> of Voracious. My name is Marley Foster, coming to you from my spookily decorated apartment in houston texas this is the week before halloween taylor do you want to introduce yourself (laughs) (laughs) hi i'm taylor (laughs) i'm hi taylor (laughs) i am joining from the quad cities today bettendorf specifically um i've got a cat on my lap she's black and white so it's not like super spooky but that also reminded me um i finally put your birthday package in the mail <gasps> birthday oh slash christmas from last year oh my god this has been just like a year in the making care package so it's Amazing. on the way okay did you use my apartment address yes okay then i will let you know when it gets to me we've been having some mail uh drama oh but- but either it'll get either it'll get to me or it'll just get sent back to the post office and I'll go pick it up. It'll be fine. But oh, I'll let you okay. Know. I'm excited to see it. <laughs> cool. Um, it's like a like it looks almost like a shoebox. Like it's an old like Amazon package, but it's like a little bit longer. Okay. We'll see how it goes. Cool. Um cool, I'm so excited. That'll be fun. Yeah. yeah fewer presents to open the older you get. So yeah. It'd be nice. Sometimes it's fun to just have like lots of little stuff to open. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Cool. Okay, enough so, chitter chatter. Oh, also <laughs> shout out. Our third listener is my mom. Hi mom. Oh my god. When I hi Tracy. But also when I was opening up Anchor to like send you record, we had seven plays <gasps> on our last episode. And really? there was like solidly like six or seven plays on all of them. I do think like two of the new other people are like one is my mom and one is my dad slash i think my parents have listened to episodes more than once but but... it's like your mom your dad my mom kinley amelia that's only five another person yeah it's only five there are two other people that's amazing oh my god my mom has actually read the entire book she finished it she started reading it when we started the podcast because i was telling her about it but she was like no, it was so good. I just had to finish it. So I have to <laughs> talk to her about it. So I'm like, don't freaking spoil this for me. Like my uh, dad ruined. He didn't ruin it. It's no, okay, Daniel. We appreciate that you read the book. Yeah, but it's really funny. This is the first mom. I'm gonna out you a little bit here. This is the first time my mom has ever finished a book before me. <laughs> <laughs> um, because we're going, we are going pretty slow. But I do like this pace because it really makes me pay so much more attention and like really gets me into. 
the details. Um, okay, can we... I have, like, one other thing I want to talk about before we get into the <laughs> Yeah, go for it. Halloween is next week. Mm-hmm. What's your costume? Oh, my gosh. Okay, so we were gonna do... Are you doing a couple's costume? So, well, okay, we were gonna do, like a whole fam costume because <gasps> Jess's sister was going to come in and we were going to do Shit's Creek. So um, oh Jess was going to go as Moira in drag. <laughs> <laughs> but like in drag specifically. Um, I was going to be Johnny, like Moira's husband because I'd never really wear a yeah, suit. Levy. No, I was going to be like D- Eugene Levy. That's who I meant. Shit, I'm sorry. I'm yeah. I'm the correct person's face. Well, because originally I was like, I want to be Dan Levy. Like, I want to be David Rose. But I was like, you know what? I kind of like, I don't know. Between him and Stevie, like, that's kind of how I dress already. Anyways, so I was like, let me do something that's like actually wearing a costume for Halloween. And then Jess's sister was going to be Alexis, I think. Yeah, she was going to be Alexis because like, she loves, like, she... She's not necessarily a super girly girl, but, like, she loves doing her makeup and, like, just, like, going over yeah, the Yeah, I saw her Harry Styles outfit. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Katie for – that was a great Harry Styles outfit. It was. Um, and then Kona was going to be Stevie. Clarify, Kona is a dog. Kona's a dog, For a big white listening. fluffy dog, and Paloma, my little black and white cat, was gonna be David. Like just like <laughs> we were gonna put her in like a black hoodie. <laughs> That's really cute. Yeah, but oh, but since the strike is going on and Jess is working so much, so the John Deere strike because Jess works at Deere and they are like they've had to fill the space of the like union workers who were striking um so katie's not coming um because it would be like katie yeah well and just like katie would just be like watching jess sleep basically (laughs) so (laughs) um yeah so i don't know i was watching titanic the other day and i was like oh my god jess can we be jack and rose (laughs) but (laughs) that's amazing i was actually looking at um speaking of leonardo dicaprio I was looking at images from Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet the other day because I want to make an outfit to wear to see Casey Musgraves in January. <gasps> You're seeing Casey born. Musgraves? Yeah, dude. I'm sorry. I have not given you all the updates, apparently. I'm seeing... No, I did tell you about this. You, you know, you told us about Arkansas. No, you were drunk when I told you about oh. Arkansas. <laughs> in Chicago. In Chicago. Okay, in I vaguely remember this now, yeah. I want to make an outfit to wear to the show. I think that's going to become my internet presence now as I like go to fun things and I make outfits for the occasion. <laughs> that's um, amazing. Yeah, I'm excited about it. Um, but she's pulling from a lot of like 90s and early 2000s nostalgia, but also like pop culture references and visual cues in her um, like marketing and all of her like music videos and all, all of her imagery, um, specifically from that movie which was like Leo's best era, oh. in my opinion. And that's, I love that movie. I think about it all the time, even though I haven't watched it in a very long time. Um, anyway, so y'all are going to be Jack and Rose. Oh, I that was just like something I threw out because we couldn't do the like group costume. But I, like I don't, 
Yeah, I don't know if we'll actually dress up. We're going to Rocky Horror on <gasps> that Saturday night. Oh, fuck, yeah. I'm jealous. That yeah. sounds so fun. Yeah, Jess has never been, so. Man, wow, that sounds like a great time. Yeah. Wait, so what's your costume going to be? I'm going to dress as Harry Styles from the Grammys. So he had three different Grammy looks, but I will be wearing the leather suit and the green feather boa. I got nice. my pants. I've been on the hunt. I've had a, a leather blazer for a while because I've been planning this since March. So I got the blazer over the summer. I just got some awesome pants that I'm really excited about. They need to be hemmed, but that's no big deal. I can do that this weekend. Um, and I have boots. I need a green feather boa still. And then I need to figure out a way not to flash anyone because he's not wearing a shirt. Therefore, Ooh. at least in some photos, I will not be wearing a shirt. Ooh. If I go anywhere, because like one of my friend's birthdays is that weekend. Um, so I'll probably go to his place. He's having a party. I'm not clear if we're dressing up or not. Wait, who is this? Uh, Michael. Oh, nice. His birthday's on Halloween. And then I have another friend who's having a Halloween party. So I have not decided what I'm going to do to celebrate Halloween yet. But I might wear a shirt under the jacket if I go somewhere dressed up. But I'm at least going to take some photos. I'm going to try to recreate some of the, like, Gucci yes. photos and stylish photos they took um, of the outfit. So I'm not going to get tattooed. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, we, I need some, like fashion tape and yeah that's what i was gonna say i mean you could always just wear like a new thing if you do go out like if you really wanted to yeah yeah uphold the looks. but like next week like one day when i'm working from home i'm gonna take some like nice photos mm-hmm. i'm gonna try yeah so. your photography has been great recently like you've been photographing all your art like and yeah, turning and that myself. into your art yeah and yourself like yeah. it's cool yeah, I, I am a Libra and an air sign. Um, mm-hmm. I don't mind looking at myself. So. Wait, I was going to say something else before. Is Harry Styles... I'm going to go see him in Arkansas mm-hmm. instead of going home for Thanksgiving. Um... My mom already knows, so it's not. this is not a reveal on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Does Kinley know? Yes, I actually texted them when tickets were going on sale and I said FYI y'all should be mentally prepared <laughs> I'm not gonna <laughs> because Love that my ass is gonna be in Low Rock Arkansas to see the fruit man sing his songs again. No <laughs> is that what your mom calls him? No. She oh. she gets it. They they get it. They okay. don't like fully get it but they get it. Nice. Uh, I, I don't fully get it either. Really no, that's okay. I don't need y'all to it's fine. Um <laughs> you know maybe I'll meet my soulmate at the concert. Yes, yes. One can dream. Okay, so Kit's gay. Oh my god! (laughs) (laughs) That was our takeaway from hour nine. Um, That was our takeaway from the whole 60 pages, let's be real. Honestly, no, I texted as I was reading. What was it, page? I think it was like two, which... Which page was it? No, it wasn't even in the nine o'clock hour. It was later than that, that it's confirmed. Should we just, let's talk about some highlights from these sections, actually, because there was so much that happened. So number one, Kit's gay. Can I hit with some, we're going to give some big spoilers right now. And then we're Yeah, gonna can we just like do like quick updates on like all the characters and then we can go yeah. back and flesh it out? Okay. Yes. Kit's gay. 
Ashley's pregnant. That was going to be my next one. Yeah, Meaning Ashley, Hud is about to have a baby with the girl he's in love with. But Jay. And he hasn't told his brother about it. Yeah. They Ashley's news. And they're not even just nudes. They're like having sex in the photos. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize because we got the scene at the beginning of the book where he was taking photos. I thought he was just like taking nude photos of her. No. They're like involved, which they're is like fun. doing like, it. That's totally fine, but like he just left him in his truck, which I guess is fair. Like they were in his truck, they, they were, were in his glove box him. locked up. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. You know what? We're not gonna blame anybody for this, but what a mess! What a mess! Because Jay is in, we'll get into it later, but we'll Jay's in love with Lara, but he just found Ashley's nudes in Hud's truck and it broke his heart. Ashley's pregnant. Oh, yeah, and we don't know if that's literal or not. Yeah, literal or not. Ashley's Um, pregnant. They're keeping the baby. They're keeping the baby. HUD's excited, but regrets not talking to Jay. Um, Nina is still doing the dumbass people pleaser shit. (laughs) With Brandon. And And her model friend shows up and is like, I don't think you've ever lived a day for yourself. And it's like, you know what? That's fucking right. She has not. And so she goes upstairs and she tries living a day for herself, but the girl in the purple dress from the party comes in and she's like, guess what, Nina? I think I'm your half-sister. And Nina's like, what what the fuck? Almost immediately after that, fucking Mick Reva. Reva. on his way to the party. Homeboy's showing up for the first time in like 20 years. Because contact with these kids he hasn't given a shit but apparently kit thinks it's a good idea to send him an invitation every year which like i live for the drama of it in theory it's a great idea in actuality horrible plan yeah i'm like kit we love you like you're the best character so far but But, like this has the potential to be nothing but a mess nothing but a mess Right? Like, you're inviting this man who's your father, who you have no relationship with, who left you, who left your your mother and your older sibling multiple times. You invite him to a party? Like, even if the rest of your lives are going great and he still rolls up to that party, what the fuck is that gonna... How the fuck is that supposed to go down? Mm -hmm. Like, there's no forethought here. She's only thinking about the, like, poetry of it. Which, like, we love a dramatic bitch, but this is too much. And Mick's, like, on his way to the party because now... Things aren't going once again. Things aren't going well in his life, so he's gonna come back and around. He's like I'm lonely. Somebody else's. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and oh my god, no, but it's so like I see the parallels between like the earlier timelines so much because like especially with um what's the half sister's name? I don't remember her name. I don't even know. Purple dress girl. Let's figure yeah, purple out. dress girl. Like she's <laughs> orphaned. She has like literally no one else. Like no one's taking her in. Like, just, like, it makes me think of, like, when HUD was dropped off and, like, um. Yep. Yep. Oh, my God. What was her name? The mom. June. June. Like, when HUD was dropped off and June was, like, all right, like, I got to just take him in. I I don't have a choice. And, like, that's Nina. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Man, okay, I'm trying to find, I'm trying to find her name. Okay, so we have we because we have a lot of characters who are getting introduced to get to more of like a textual level. A lot of randos. We ha- <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm trying. To, I'm over here talking on a textual level. We ha- I'm just about to launch into like a speech. <laughs> 
Okay, so we have, we still in this section are getting views or like the story from the perspective of other people at the party who we may or may not have met before. And it sort of seems like reading all these sections together made me sort of think about it in terms of like, everybody at this party wants something. Mm. And not all of them want something from one of the Rivas. But it's like, everybody wants something and we're not sure if we're going to get it. We see some people getting it, like the screenwriter guy who hooks up with the (laughs) The shrimp guy. The shrimp guy who brings bricks of cocaine. Bricks, bricks of cocaine. That's so much money. So I don't like, even know. It. Like... It's the 80s. Like, everyone has money and everyone has coke when you're in Malibu, apparently. Fine, whatever. Okay. But, like, Jesus. <laughs> My favorite character so far is um Kyle, because he always shows up. Like, as soon as the trays of coke go out, Kyle's like, ooh, can I get in on that? And then, like, as soon as, like, Nina and her friend, like, a chapter later, like, her friend opens up like the really fancy bottle of wine and like he appears right away. He's like, can I have some? And she like looks him up and down. She's like, no. Are like, I don't know if you know? noticed that. But. I did not. I didn't realize it was the same person. <laughs> I had to go back and look. Cause I was like, wait, didn't this happen before? That's hilarious. I think he was the one from the restaurant that was like only working at like Reva's seafood oh. because he wanted to get invited to this party. No, <laughs> like he's hilarious. a very minor character. Yeah. But that also, supports my point that everyone here like wants something they want they're here to network and try to get a gig Mm. or they're here to hook up with someone or they're here because they want the clout or they're here for the drugs or they're here like to escape something or to prove a point or like everyone wants something and some people are getting it and some people are not. There was that whole scene, like, we'll get back into the meat of it in just a minute. But there was that whole scene. Wendy Palmer? The, yeah. Wendy yeah. <laughs> Palmer is. Apparently she's a waitress at the restaurant, right? Or she works at the restaurant. But, like, we just get this whole scene where she's like, I'm going to strip. And I'm going to have sex with these two rock stars in this jacuzzi because I can. And then what am I going to do? I'm going to move my ass back to the Midwest or wherever the fuck I came from. Yeah, she's basically like, okay, like, it's not working out for me in L.A. Like, I got to go home. But she's like, but before I go home to this life to settle down that, like, I know I have for sure because, like, my high school sweetheart is, like, still in love with me. Like, I'm going to fucking live it up. Like, I have this one dream that I'm – like, she wants to have – a threesome while people watch specifically and it's like she's like i'm never gonna get this being like a housewife mom so like gotta do it now like yeah she's right and like absolutely mad respect like oh yeah get yours wendy but i was a little shook because we get that immediately after the chapter we get all this information about mick coming back into their lives and we see mick like driving down the highway to get to the house and then all of a sudden we flip to the threesome in the jacuzzi i was like excuse me (laughs) (laughs) okay and she's like she's so confident about it it's great the other guys like didn't this was not planned for them it's like two rock stars they're just like they just look at each other they're like is this happening and it almost (laughs) felt like um maybe it happened to them before (laughs) (laughs) yeah i could see that But I do, like, you're talking about switching between, like, mixed story and all these, like, side characters and just, like, main characters and side characters. I didn't really get it at first. Like, the first couple hours of the party, it felt really 
scattered like switching mm-hmm. between the plot lines but now it kind of like it definitely adds to like getting the full scene of the party and just like really understanding what's going on and like it's such a fucking big party like mm-hmm. i don't think we'd fully as readers like understand the scope of it or have a view of it if we didn't like go into all these side characters like exactly. if we were just seeing it through the Riva's eyes yeah. like we wouldn't get it yeah I agree um and so it's definitely giving us like a sense of the scope and scale of the party it also is creating a little bit more um chaos mm-hmm. and like I feel like the first half of the story with all of the flashbacks it was really very deeply like investigating the characters and their relationships and their sort of like personal you know how they became who they are now and now it's very much like we're dropped into their world and all of a sudden it's like like we're not in their heads anymore we're like in the reality with yeah them, where all this other stuff is happening and some of it's great and some of it's weird and some of it has to do with them and some of it doesn't because uh, that's something I'm also interested in is I feel like TJR in her other books that we've read does a really good like sneaky job of dropping in characters and information and facts that seem irrelevant and then all of a sudden at some point later on become involved or important for some reason Mm -hmm. so I feel like there are too many people right now for all of them for like that kind of thing to be true of all of them and for all of them to become important later but some of them are going to clearly like purple dress girl she was like dropped just a few chapters ago just as this like awkward girl who walked into the party and like she's been peppered in for a few chapters and now she's really important her name's Casey by the way I found Ah, it Casey Casey Musgraves not (laughs) Musgraves oh man can you imagine Okay, but when, like, as she was walking to talk to Nina, like, before she even, like, before they started, like, dropping it, that she was their half-sister, like, called it. I was like, I saw it coming. So I was pretty proud of myself for that. Not, like, when we first saw her, but. Yeah, yeah. Whoa. That's cool. Yeah. I don't know. I guess maybe I've listened to too many true crime podcasts. I was like, crazy fan, like. <laughs> I don't know. Fuck Brian, like one of Brian, some sort of problem with tennis bro Brian. Oh, the husband. Yeah, I hate him. I really Is that his him. name, Brian? Yes. Okay. Brandon. Whatever. It Brandon. Yeah, I know it doesn't matter. Literally, like, like, Brian, Brian. Brandon. Like, <laughs> apologies if our listeners six and seven are named Brian or Brandon, but like, <laughs> if you are, you got to admit. Those names do live in generic white boy hall of fame. Like, they're the same person. Anyway. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) Was that mean? No, it wasn't mean. I was about to go down a different rabbit hole of like, well, actually, I know like my principal's name right now is Brandon. And like, I know a kid named Brian who's not white. And like, I was going to be like, well, I know these people personally. So they feel like more tangible than maybe to you. But well, absolutely. But I'm just saying in terms of like names, you could give asshole tennis players in a book. Brandon. Two interchangeably. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'll take that. So. My apologies. Okay. Where should we pick back up? 
Oh my god. Um, okay, so wow, really, I mean, I feel like we don't even have to go through, like, at this point, the energy of the party is such that I don't feel like we necessarily have to go through this, like, section by section in a linear way. I feel like the way we're talking about it now is actually more conducive to the way, to capturing the way that it's being written. Yeah. Told to us. Um, yeah, so we have these repeating pat. Let's, I want to go back to your idea about, like, the family patterns yeah because that's what we're we're seeing some diverge and we're seeing some repeat so i think we need to just talk through all the siblings again in more detail let's go back to kit please we have not for for how much we've been building this up (laughs) we we really need to give her um her moment in the sun (laughs) um Gosh, I want to say that was in the 11 o'clock. So in the 9 o'clock hour... Man, I feel like I'm on the news. Uh, <laughs> in the 9 o'clock hour, the very beginning, we hear from Ricky Esposito, the guy that ran the photography studio at Pepperdine. So Hud's, Hud's friend. Hud invited him. Um, he sees Kit. He's checking her out. Like He's kind of always thought that she's cool and cute. And like, I really like all the things that he mentions about her. Yeah. It, like talking about how she's she doesn't have to try to be beautiful and she's strong and she doesn't need a guy to kill spiders and he thinks she's an amazing surfer um and like brave and all these things i'm like wow that's really cool he's like actually genuinely attracted to her like he's and he actually like pays attention and like sort of has an idea of who she is Mm. not just like oh she's hot you know so like Mm -hmm. all right that's fine I'll accept this. I'll accept his crush on her. Um, so he wants, and and he's thinking like, um, he's not even just looking for a hookup. He's like seriously interested in her. Um, there's a line that says, Ricky had always imagined marrying a woman like that. His mother was like that. He just needed to find the guts to talk to her. It's like, he's into her. Yeah, that's, um, that's pretty big. Yeah, not that he's like professing marriage, but like He's he's serious. He's not just like looking to hook up at this party and then never speak again. Um, I don't think things are gonna work out the way he wants them to. Yeah. Because we. But do you remember what section? Like the magic. Yeah, because basically it's like tactic. Oh, okay. Um. It's in 11 like page 230-ish. 225 is when it starts. Okay, so we're in the 11 o'clock hour. Um, and I think Kit approaches him first, right? Because I think I think her friend notices him checking her out. And is like, oh, you should... He's checking you out. You should go talk to him kind of thing. Um, and so Kit approaches him and then... What does he say? He's got like two moves. One of them is doing magic tricks. And the, yeah, the other one is reciting Shakespearean sonnets. <laughs> yeah, like, I can't. I can't do sonnets at the party. Uh, magic it is. <laughs> so he does a card trick, and like she really doesn't want to be endeared by it, but she is because it is. Yeah, like, I love that line. She's like, she's saying like, I don't want to have to pretend that a guy is interesting, and oh like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but then she actually is kind of like, oh, 
that was actually a pretty cool magic trick. Like, show me again how it worked. Yeah, and it was. We love magic. Bitches love magic. Um, by bitches, I mean me. <laughs> like, if you can do a trick well. Like, yeah, it's fun. Um, okay, and then... So, she asked him to do the trick again. Because she wants to see if she can, like, catch it when he does the sleight of hand. Um, and then he kisses her. This is page 235. Taylor, do you want to elaborate from here? Um, yeah, so basically they're kissing. She's like, she's like, Kit knew in her gut this was all wrong. This wasn't it. Whatever, quote, it was supposed to be. Because um, she's like, Ricky's fine. But she was pretty sure she did not want to kiss any guy at all. Yeah. Dun dun dun! And then, uh, like what she does in response, which is like so endearing, but also heartbreaking. Suddenly, Kit felt desperate to quiet the voice that she now realized had been calling to her for years, and so she kissed Ricky Esposito harder. She put her arms around him and pushed her chest against his. As if, if she really tried, she could deny everything she knew was true. Yeah. It's like, oh, baby. Yeah. Like, that's a perfectly... Um, understandable. Valid, understandable response. Um, wow. Kit has a lot she's going to need to work through. I hope that she continues to have her family support through it. Yeah, that's true. I guess I was like, it didn't even cross my mind that they wouldn't support her. Like, they're such a tight knit. Yeah, I mean, thing. same. I, I think they will. Like, I don't, I don't really think that's where we're going with this for her. I hope not. Point. That's such also just like a played out narrative in like yeah. queer literature. Yeah, and I just, I think her family. Yeah, their family is so tight knit. I think they will support her. But it'll be interesting to see, like. How this changes things for her. Also because she is young. She's like, what, 19? But also because it's like the 80s. Yeah. Which I mean, like, was like... I don't think it was like the most conservative decade. But the there was the part... Um, do you remember the part about Nina's friend, Tareen? Who, yeah. like... Basically... She's dating she, the, like, record guy. Yeah, she's dating guy. the record yeah. guy. And, like... Nina's like, wow, she's got, like, a lot of confidence, like, dating an older man, slash... He's, like, in his 50s, and Tareen's, like, 27. Yeah, like, yeah. around... Yeah. And... But then, like, Brandon is looking at them, and Nina's like, oh, I know he's not, like, looking at them because he's, like, because the record guy's older. Like, I know Brandon's, like, giving them the side eye because the record guy's black and like yeah and Therese's Therese's presumably not. white yeah yeah um so i thought that was interesting like yeah. i don't know how a black person reading this would like if they would be like oh that feels comfortable hearing tjr as a white woman like explain the situation like this but like i thought that was interesting to like mm -hmm. think about like oh like yeah that would have been like something that a lot of people didn't encounter or like that wasn't really represented during this time. Yeah. And something that was met 
in certain circumstances, like with violence, it was not met with violence here, but something that like was looked down upon and like created problems. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say created problems. That's not the right way to say it, but like not socially accepted in many circles. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see. I feel like for Kit and her sexuality, I feel like that's going to be, ex- first of all, it, it can't be explored in too much depth because the whole rest of the book is really just a number of hours. Yeah. We don't, we also don't have that much left. We're like, we're probably like two thirds or three quarters yeah. of the way through. Well, and everything that we have left stops we know the book stops at 7 a.m so we yeah. spent the whole first half really covering years of information to get to the point where we are now where we're getting really detailed information but it's an hour at a time oh we better like i'm a i don't like when books end on like big like not like not having closure like i hope we get some closure but also these are some like pretty big like life events like yeah. yeah, and we also still have to catch Malibu on fire. <laughs> that hasn't happened yet. Yeah, see, even if the closure is like everybody dies from the fire, like I'll take that. Oh my god. Okay, well, before we get to that, please, can we? Okay, let's let's go back. I want to make sure we really understand the weight of what's going on with all the siblings before we go into the next, or like bef- before we start making conjectures. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. Do so- you have anything else to say about Kit? No, I just wanted to recap. Kit accomplished her mission, kissed a boy, realized she doesn't want to kiss boys, in response is kissing said boy more fervently to try to convince herself otherwise. Yeah. Go, Kit. We'll work on mm-hmm. that. Okay. I wanted to just, like, a brief sidebar as we're transitioning between Reva siblings. Um, Vanessa. So, like, she, like, Kit's friend, like, she shows up to this party with her eye on HUD, like yeah, she's she, had like, a crush on him forever. Yeah, but then she gets really sad when she sees HUD kissing Ashley, and so yeah. her response is to like just find some other rando at the party and like make out with him. And I think at one point, like I think it's Jay is yeah, walking by, and he does like a double take because he sees them just like like sucking face, and he's like, "Whoa, I didn't know Vanessa had it in her." <laughs> and, like, yeah, it was so funny because they like what. Yeah, he doesn't even realize it's her at first. Yeah, and just, like, because he's known her for, like, years because she and Kit have grown up together. So Yeah, and he totally views them as, like, kids still. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I'm so grateful. I have never seen people making out like that in public. (laughs) I'm very grateful for that. Or if I do, I don't remember it. Not even (laughs) at, like... Thank God. A public or something? That's what I'm saying. Maybe I just don't remember it. Yeah. Nod. like rice kids get that freaky if they do they, th- not that many of them do and if they do it's probably in private <laughs> send us your rice purity test scores oh through my our god Instagram. the purity test is so fucked up it's so fucked up dude we should talk about that sometime it'll be a whole episode yeah we wow um anyway it's okay reeling back in <laughs> um <laughs> google that for a fun time the next time you're with your friends People um, know about it. Like I know. I know. It's cr- it's, yeah. It's I mean it's funny, but like if you take it too seriously, it, it's really problematic. Yeah. Anyway. Um so 
let's talk about Jay. So Jay has been like antsy trying to make sure he wants Lara to show up at the party, but it seems like they haven't really defined the relationship. It's very new. Head over heels. He's in. It's so cute. Like Like, I was very like heartwarmed by Jay. It is heartwarming. However, I think Jay needs to figure out how to process his emotions because it seems like he's someone who feels very deeply yet does not have very many effective like communication tools for said feelings Mm. because he's like he was with Ashley it was casual they're broken up um but and he's like upset about it though because I think like what she broke up with him and he's not used to that yeah right so he's upset about that which is fair be upset feel your feelings but he's like very upset about that I'm filling up my water. I'm not peeing. I just had to say that for the listeners. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, she would take me to the bathroom with her if she was peeing, but she wouldn't take y'all. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, okay. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking about like parties and stuff in college where people had to share bathrooms or like beer bike. Anyway. <laughs> um. We've also traveled together. It's a whole experience. Um, we anyway. have. Anyway, so HUD, his feelings. So, broke Jay, up not HUD. Jay, fuck. You messed me up, man. <laughs> um, okay, so Jay was broken up with by Ashley, was very hurt by that, doesn't seem to have fully processed that. However, is also head over heels for Lara, despite having known her for a limited amount of time. He's very excited when Lara finally shows up to the party. They quickly go, want to go somewhere quieter where they can actually talk. And it is sweet because Jay's like, I do actually want to talk to her. Like, if she wants to sleep with me, of course I'll sleep with her. But, like, also, I do just want to hear her say whatever she has to say because I really am interested. Yeah, that's what I found endearing. But I was also like, whoa, they don't really know each other because he's like, I want to hear her talk about, like, where she grew up and just like all this stuff that's like, like damn that's the basics homie like yeah and so it's like what i took it mostly as like he like very endearing like he does have these like legitimate feelings for her but yeah yeah talking about it now it's like oh is it but it is very fresh yeah yeah which like i don't want to discount it like i do believe that there's a you know the potential to fall that fast but it's very new and very intense. And so they go, like, everywhere's too crowded. Let's go to HUD's truck because it's in the driveway and Jay knows it'll be unlocked. So they go. They're talking. They decide to have sex. Jay's looking for a condom in the glove box, which is when he finds, I want to say the sex tape, but it's photos mm-hmm. of Ashley and HUD having sex. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, the line is, like, photos that break his heart. And so we don't know because of his heart condition. That's where that section stops. Or wasn't it, like, photos that break his already, like, half-broken heart or something like that? I'll find it. Paloma just hopped up on the couch, so I can't move. Can you hear her purring? No. Wait, I'm gonna hold it up to the microphone. Photos that broke his already malfunctioning heart. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. And so we don't know. That's when the section ends. And it switches. It switches immediately from that to Hud and Ashley 
And oh, this is a really yeah. sweet fiction because they're walking down the beach and he's asking her all these questions like, when did you know? How like, far she's far already far told him. They were at, like, a campfire before and she told yeah, him, I'm pregnant. Right. And now they're off by themselves. And now they're trying to figure out, like, what to do and they ask each other you know what's the first thing that went through your head and they both want the baby and they're both excited which is really sweet like I think that's a good conversation to have is like what you know yeah each other what they want there aren't you know ultimatums or like immediate answers like let's actually figure out how we feel about this individually and then figure out what we want to do together Um, but they basically decide we're going to have the baby like we're going to start a family we're going to be together um, which is sweet. And Jay, I'm sorry, HUD is finally mm-hmm. like, okay, I got to tell Jay the truth. <laughs> and then that section ends. Yeah. And stopped. Um, leading up to 1am. So Jay has his heart broken seeing these photos of the two of them. Just as they're deciding they're going to keep the baby and be a family. And so like, ah. Uh, Oh my gosh, I'm thinking about like, we need to talk about Nina and to talk about Nina, most of her in this section has to do with Casey, their their new half-sibling and Mick coming to the party. And so it's like we're adding new members to this family, potentially Casey and Ashley slash this baby Mm. and Mick's coming back, but like their little foursome that has like been together all these years to survive, like could potentially be ripped apart. That's a good point. Yeah. Because of any one of these things. Yeah. Yeah. Just like the tension that we're like, we finished this section with like so many things have been set up. Like we, like all the dominoes are set up and they're about to fall. Yes. And it's just like each chapter, we just keep getting like more and more tense and the string just keeps getting like wound tighter and tighter and tighter. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I'm, I'm not looking forward to Mick showing up. Like Kit should not have invited him. If she wanted to reach out to her father, that's one thing. I don't think it's bad that she wanted to be in contact with him. I don't think inviting him to a freaking big ass party was the move. Yeah, what do you think her like thinking was behind that? I guess I read that as she's the youngest and like she didn't really have him. In her life as long, and yeah. so it's just kind of like a, like, th- just a wanting of like, man, I miss my dad, or like, I want a dad. Yeah. I think that's what it. I think that's exactly what it is. And inviting him to the party is like a romantic, poetic notion of like, oh, I'll send him the invite to the party because this is you know a, a thing that we do all together, and mm. he should, you know. And I, I think that's what it is, and I can understand that and empathize with that. Um. Like, being a 19-year-old who's never known her dad, right? And he never comes, right? So, like, what's the harm? It's just this sort of, like, romanticized thing that she does. But the, and he comes. she's thought about the reality of it. Or maybe she yeah. will figure that out when he shows up. But, um, yeah, oh, my God. So he's going to show up. And his half- or their half sibling, Casey's gonna be there. That's you true. I didn't know. think about he them. He knows being about there. her. How Probably many illegitimate children does this man have? He was on his fucking sixth wife. He's <laughs> and they got divorced. 
Like, that's where we find him in this section. And we're not sure. I don't. I don't remember. Was he married to Casey's mother? Um, I don't think it says. No, I don't. No, I don't think so. Because oh, they no, weren't I... even sure. She died in childbirth. Right, and so, that's right. And so all Casey has is this, um, like photograph, and it, I think someone had written on it that they thought her dad might be McReva. And so Casey's out, like searching for confirmation. She's trying to. She's... She's an orphan. She's like 16, 17. She was adopted and her parents died in a car crash. Yeah, her parents like just died. Like, which is crazy. Just like, oh, that was another like parallel between the like flashbacks and now that I had was like the like unexpectedly losing your parents and like being on your own feeling. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, She's just looking for answers. And so I don't blame her at all um and nina meets her pretty graciously just like Mm -hmm. june did with hud like you said earlier they really do have like a a huge capacity for love and compassion which is pretty amazing um and so who knows if mick even knows that casey exists yeah probably doesn't just judging by the fact that her mother died in childbirth there wouldn't have been that much time for her to contact him um about her yeah and he's gonna show up but like it it really seems to me like he is coming to this party and he wants a relationship with his children because it can serve him in some way it seems like he's making music but his label isn't loving the new stuff they think it's too sort of like classic and old school and they want something new and different but he doesn't want to do that and so it seems like he's sort of struggling in his career at this point he just divorced his sixth wife, who was also his manager. His manager, yeah. So now he has no wife and no manager. So he's kind of fucked, right? Like, like yeah, like there's this thing of him like sitting at a table that's meant for six people, and like he's so lonely because no one's there. Right. Which I think it's interesting that it's like six people exactly because I was like, okay, we have like the four siblings, like you know oh, Nina Hud, and I was like June, but not June. But, like, Casey. Maybe, yeah. That's interesting. Like, not literally that they're all going to, like, go right, have brunch at like, his house after this is over. But yeah, like, but, like, Mick and his kids. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it is interesting. Like, when we started this book, I was really convinced that he was going to play some sort of role in their lives. But clearly he hasn't. I mean, Nina remembers him a little bit. A little bit. But none of the rest of them, I don't think. Because she do. was, what, like five when he left? I the think last time? for the last time. Yeah. And I just, it's interesting that, like, everybody knows who he is. Everybody knows who they are. They know of each other, yet have no direct relationship like they have such an indirect relationship i guess is what i'm getting at um and now he's just going to show back up because once again just like when he went back to june he didn't have anything else and so yeah. he's sort of like grasping at this family as like grasping at straws because he doesn't know what else to do he would never admit that and that's not the way that he describes it um 
but that's what it seems like to me. And it doesn't seem like he's thinking about how it might affect them and their lives. No, definitely not. It's just like, oh, it's convenient for me now. So what would it be like to have my kids? Maybe I could, doesn't he even say something about like, maybe I could like teach them something or like mm-hmm. give them advice about things. It's like, no, bro, I, that ship has sailed. I don't think you have the right to fill that role at this point. Yeah. No, it would only entirely serve him. Yeah. Yeah. So he's on his way. Oh my gosh, what if he shows up as Jay and Hud are confronting each other? Because <laughs> oh I'm, I'm convinced we're going to get a Jay and Hud confrontation. So oh we've yeah. Been, we've been building to that. That And I strongly believe that that is going to be related to the fire. Because that's a conflict that we've been building to from the very beginning of the story. Because we started hearing about Jay and Ashley in one of the first chapters. Uh-huh. So that's coming to a head. It does feel like the most like like combustible situation at all out of all this. Like yes, like a half sibling showing up and being like, "Hey, I'm here." Like that rocks the boat. Like Kit being gay, that rocks the boat, but it's not like something that's going to like end in punches right then and there. Right. Well, and those are also happening like more privately those are conflicts that are literally happening more privately right now like casey and nina are upstairs in a room just the two of them like they can contain that just the two of them (laughs) (laughs) kit and ricky are like making out but this is more of like kit's internal challenge that she's gonna have to figure out and like everyone at the party's making out like it's not that like no one's paying attention to them like she will have to deal with this and other people will be involved at some point but like right now it's just hers um whereas jay and hud like need to talk to each other about this and we have jay's like it's all shadowed by jay's secret about Mm. the part and like the stress well, we'll see how this affects him. So I guess we'll get a confrontation if he's not having a heart attack in the truck right now. <laughs> I don't think he's having a heart attack right now. I don't think that's... No, like, that would but, feel pretty anticlimactic, but... It really would. I would. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if TJR did that to us and then, like... <laughs> I don't yeah, know. this thing that we, like, have forgotten about or haven't been paying attention to this whole time. Oh my god, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So lots of lots of juicy lots of juicy stuff. But one of our earliest predictions about Kit being gay has come true. I do feel validated. I wish oh, yeah. we're getting like I wish we were gonna be able to see her resolve that journey, but I don't think we are in the scope of this novel. Give us spin-off novels for each of the characters that makes it out that would be great that'd be pretty fun like 20 years in the future or something i don't know they're still having the party 20 years that's a long time okay well like you could have flashbacks throughout it too that's true that she does like to write that way yeah yeah i think it's interesting i don't know if daisy jones did but i mean evelyn hugo was like that was a big part of the plot was that spoiler (laughs) that she 
was queer and was like in love with a woman. <laughs> um, <coughs> oh, excuse me. I got too excited over gay content. Um, <laughs> but the way, oh, like, so then her writing about Kit, too. I don't know. I was like, is TJR queer? Like, is she just like interested in writing this content? Like, it felt pretty, like, hmm. not holistic. What's the word I'm looking for? Like, pretty, like, natural like pretty from lived experience perhaps or yeah or just like like legit man it's late I, my words are not working but like like you and i are two queer readers reading this and we're like hmm, could it be what hmm like but was still not knowing like just the way she like laid it out like i felt like it was good yeah yeah i agree i agree with that she is very good at giving, um, like, in a slightly more zoomed out version of what you just said, like, she does characters really well. Yeah. And giving lots of depth, even to minor characters or characters we don't spend a lot of time with. Mm-hmm. She's very precise. And I appreciate that in her writing. Yeah, all the all the people do feel super believable. Like, they're very like distinct but also just yeah believable like they could be real people yeah absolutely and that's true of all of her characters even though um a lot of the like main characters in her novels sort of have these fantasy lives right like rich and famous and you know celebrities right and that's something that is unattainable for many of us Um, but they do still have these very relatable qualities about them which is yeah. what I think keeps the story so interesting because that's really what it's about. Like she all she does deliver interesting plot, but it's all because of the characters that she's created. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, I think with that, it's time for bed. Oh yes, please. A couple of things before we sign <laughs> the latest we've ever recorded. <laughs> yep, it's almost ten p.m. But I just want to wish everybody a happy, happy Halloween. If we don't, if you don't hear from us before then, <laughs> um, I hope you celebrate safely and in style. If anybody mm-hmm. wants to like DM us costume pictures, please do. We'll put you on our Instagram. Yeah, yeah, we'll feature good costumes on Instagram. Uh, but yeah, thank you for being here. We, I'm, I'm having a great time with this book. Um, so next next week. Oh we yeah, will, what are we doing next time? We will do one a.m. to two a.m. Oh, that's a good chunk. That's like a thirty-page chunk. One a.m. to two a.m. Yeah, that's hefty. So let's just do one a.m. to two a.m. Going down. Okay, I'm not even gonna look at that. Now we're gonna do one. Because last time, oh, yeah, I was, like, you're really bad at that. That's what I was like. Oh my god, I'm actually pregnant, but I couldn't say it because I didn't want to spoil it. <laughs> Oh my god, dude, yeah, you're not allowed to look at things because you always do that. Yeah, I so we'll do 1 a.m. to 2 a.m. next time. Oh man, what if we started recording at the oh, time? 1 a.m.? Yeah, I just had that thought. <laughs> I don't think either one of us would make it. Man, my sleep schedule is so fucked up. Like, it's been all over the place this week. I Who knows next time we record what it'll look like. Yeah, same. We'll figure it out. But 
Until then, yes. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. And celebrate. Um, watch some spooky movies. Oh man, if anybody has thoughts about Midnight Mass on Netflix and wants to DM us about that too, please do. I haven't seen that. Did you watch it? Oh, it's freaky. It's. I mean, if you have like religious trauma, it might be uh, not for you. But is it freaky? Like, would it be freaky to just like not religious trauma someone watching it? Yeah. So it's the people who did. Haunting of Hill House and Haunting of Bly Manor. And it's some you of were telling me about that. those, right? Yes. But those were very much like to me, campy. those were not campy. I thought they were freaky, but they were ghost stories. This um, one is I think the same level of freaky, but like a little bit of a monster story, a little bit of a zombie. I don't want to give it away, but like a little bit of a monster story, a little bit of a zombie story, a little bit of like a lot of bit of like re- like fear related to religion. Hmm. If that makes sense and like belief and not belief and this one of the things that's really good about this series is that there's like the obvious like quote unquote monster but then there's like a couple of humans who are also monsters mm. as human beings, you know what I mean? And so there's like which one is like scarier, and at any given moment, it kind of depends. Um, it's really it's good. It's yeah, no, that sounds well done. That I did not expect about halfway through. Um, Do you have to have seen the first two movies to appreciate this one? No, fully? no, not at all. This one's so different from the other two. Okay, because I was gonna say like paranormal that's that's what freaks me out the most like would keep me up at night after watching it zombies would be second but like i could i could probably handle like the zombie and this the is the one light. you talked about okay yeah light zombies and i think knowing your religious background i don't think I, yeah i'd be fine there you'd be fine it's actually really interesting okay. if you're someone who's like interested in religion or interested in like how religion and religious ideas about like god and heaven and hell and like these sort of big existential questions if you're interested in those um and how like religion tries to tackle those questions this is really this show is good okay yeah anyway it's freaky but like you'll be fine okay cool so anyway okay i'm gonna say happy halloween (laughs) for the last time (laughs) um and we'll catch y'all next week with 1 a.m to 2 a.m. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Good night. Don't let the vampires bite. I got my garlic. (laughs) See you later. Bye.